Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what's probably not your favorite topic, tax returns. But it's that time of year again. This is a difficult topic to listen to on the radio because there's so many numbers involved. So I've put a small tax season gift for you on my website, moneypilotadvisor.com. You can go there and download a free checklist called What Should I Consider When Reviewing My 2021 Tax Return? This information should also help you prepare your return if you're doing it yourself or getting ready to have someone else do your taxes for you. So let's dive right in. I will throw out some numbers, but again, you don't have to memorize them. They'll all be on the checklist. So one of the things to look at is, did you take the standard deduction of $12,550 if you're single or $25,100 if you're married filing jointly? If you did and you made cash contributions, not donations of things or time, but cash to qualifying charities, you can deduct up to $300 if you're single or $600 for married filing jointly. A deduction reduces the amount of income you have to pay tax on. Be sure to have your donation receipts handy during tax return preparation. Have you recently married, divorced in 2021? You'll want to review your filing status. Your filing status is determined by your situation on December 31st, 2021. So for example, if you married any time last year, you'd be considered married for the entire year and would file that way when you do your tax returns this spring. The same is true if you had children in 2021. A child born in November would qualify you for the child tax credit for the entire year, for example. 2021 still has some unusual tax credits because of COVID. A tax credit is especially valuable because it reduces the amount of tax you pay dollar for dollar. So tax credits are way better than even a tax deduction. If you have dependent children under age 18 and your Modified Adjusted Gross Income, or MAGI, is below $20,000 if you're single or $400,000 if you're married, you may qualify for the child tax credit. In 2021, half of the amount of these tax credits should have been paid to you directly in monthly payments beginning in July. As long as you still qualify, you're eligible to get the rest of the credit when you file your tax return, but you need to report the total amount you already received in those monthly payments. 
You can find this information in a letter the IRS should have sent to you or from your online IRS account or even by reviewing your own bank records. If you paid child care expenses for a dependent child under age 13, so you and your spouse, if you're married, could work or pursue work, you can also qualify for the child and dependent care tax credit. If you have dependent children or your spouse in college, you may qualify for the lifetime learning credit or the American Opportunity Tax Credit. There are quite a few rules associated with all these credits, so be prepared to answer questions about your family situation in detail and bring receipts when you talk to your tax preparer or use tax preparation software to do it yourself. Did you receive the third COVID Economic Impact Payment, abbreviated EIP3, in 2021? This is a big deal for a few reasons. One, it's a substantial amount. It's $1,400 if you're single, $2,800 for a married couple, plus $1,400 per dependent child or qualifying dependent relative. The amount of these payments was different this year than in 2020, and it was phased out if you earn more than $150,000 married filing jointly or $75,000 for single taxpayers. Automatic payments were mailed out based on those income numbers from your 2019 tax return. If you didn't get a payment or got a reduced payment but would be eligible for more based on your 2020 income, You'll get the rest when you file your tax return this year. The big issue I've been seeing is a lot of people don't remember exactly how much they got or are confusing it with the payments they got in 2020. The problem is when you file your return this year, you need to enter the amount of just the one payment you received back last spring. If you enter the wrong amount on your tax return, then your return will have to go through a manual review at the IRS, which will delay any refund you're eligible for for months. The IRS is supposed to mail out reminders this month or in March, reminding everyone of the amount of EIP3 they received to help you file your taxes. But many people haven't received these forms yet or discarded them for one reason or the other. So you don't have to file this letter with your taxes, but you do need to know the exact amount you received. If you don't have the IRS letter, go back and look over your bank statements from spring 2021, or go online and check your bank to find it and put the correct amount on your tax return. So I can't footstomp this enough. These credits can add up to some serious change. All right, enough of that. If you owe more tax or get a higher refund this year than you expected, compare your taxable income with that from the last two years to see if there's some unique circumstance that caused it. If you don't have your employer withhold enough from your pay or don't make estimated payments yourself, you may have to pay a penalty. If that's the case, 
consider changing your W-4 withholding through HR or military MyPay to adjust it for this coming year. And keep an eye out for 1099 forms you should receive, which report your investment capital gains, dividends, interest, and other income. You used to receive all these in the mail around February, but with more and more electronic delivery, you may need to log into your accounts and download them yourself. This isn't rocket science. You just need to enter the dollar amounts and the codes from these forms into your tax preparation software or bring them to your taxpayer. The key is to make sure you've rounded them all up and have them on hand. And one thing we've seen really catching people off guard is reporting their income, gains, and losses from trading, staking, earning interest, or getting rewards in crypto or digital assets. And the IRS is taking note. The very first question on the 1040 federal tax return is, at any time during 2021, did you receive, sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of any financial interest in any virtual currency. So crypto and digital assets are treated like other investments as far as taxation. The thing to keep in mind is that when you access old school investment markets through your broker dealer or deposit funds with a bank, they send you 1099 forms detailing the income, dividends, and capital gains you earned to you and the IRS. They do the bookkeeping and reporting for you. You just have to put that info on your tax return. But the decentralization of crypto has turned this on its head. It's critical that you keep detailed records of all your transactions, even if you use a broker like Coinbase or Venmo. The 1099s issued by these organizations may have partial or inaccurate information which can have you running afoul of the IRS if you underreport the income or gains. Or you might pay too much tax if they've overreported it. If you've been an active trader, I highly recommend you use a CPA knowledgeable in crypto to help you with your taxes and make sure your record keeping is up to snuff, especially if you're unfamiliar with short-term capital gains, and the wash sale rule. You may be unintentionally racking up a huge tax bill. All right, I've really just scratched the surface of the joys of tax time. Check out the free checklist, What Should I Consider When Reviewing My 2021 Tax Return, that you can download from my website, moneypilotadvisor.com. And remember, gathering up all the information you need before you dive into TurboTax or head over to your tax repair is key. In addition to the W-2 from your employer, make sure you've corralled all those 1099s from your bank, brokerage accounts, mutual funds, and the like. You may need to download some directly. And if you've donated cash to charity this year, have the receipts handy you can get a tax deduction this year if you take the standard deduction, which is almost everyone. There's a very good chance you received the third economic impact payment, or EIP-3, last spring 
and don't remember exactly how much it was. If you haven't gotten a letter from the IRS with this information in the last couple weeks, go back through your spring 21 bank records looking for a deposit from the IRS U.S. Treasury. Because if you put in the wrong amount on your return, it will delay any refund you might get by months. And if you have children or other dependents, be ready to answer detailed questions about their ages, where they lived, how much support you provided, their social security numbers if they have them, and child care costs and college expenses. There are several tax credits you may be eligible for that can really reduce your taxes or even generate a refund. Also, have both your, your 2019 and 2020 tax returns on hand when starting to prepare your 2021 taxes. In some cases, with the COVID-related tax rules, a look back to 2019 can give you a bigger tax break. So your tax preparer or DYI tax prep software may ask you for information from that 2019 return. And lastly, if you have bought or traded any crypto or digital assets, maintain detailed records and report those gains, losses, and income on your taxes. And I wish all of you many happy returns, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.